Welcome to the 423rd episode of the Jamie Delaney Plant-Based Wellness Podcast. My name is Jamie Delaney and I'm your host. I'm a plant-based cardiologist and endurance athlete living in Southwest Florida. Welcome and thanks for listening. Well, guess what? The Treasure Coast Marathon is in the mooks from Stewart, Florida. So we had a great turnout. We had repeat performances by Erica Shadowins. She actually recruited several family members, including her husband and two daughters. We had a repeat performance by Nanette Rogers, who was joined by a Galloway uh, Run Walk Run uh, plan, Jan Moeller. We had a repeat marathon performance by Dick Willard, and new runners, Gary Patenso, who um, has been an endurance athlete and put out his shoes, put on his shoes again and did a half marathon, and Dosher, who is a seasoned runner, but joined the practice uh, to get a little bit better, and she did a half marathon with us. We had first-timer David Rodriguez for his first half marathon, and of course, I was joined by Michael Hubbard. And an honorable mention to Kathy Carney-Willard, who was a great support crew. So that was our marathon crew. Spoiler alert, everybody finished, but I'm going to give you the nitty-gritty details. Um, but first, I'd like to talk about what do you eat before our marathon or a half marathon. We always like to try to get some Thai food when we're traveling. So we found a Thai restaurant in Stewart, Florida. Um, didn't call and let them know that there'd be 17 or 18 of us there. Uh, so it was a little surprise for them. So it took a little while to get the food, but the food was delicious. We had a variety of steamed vegetable, spring rolls um, that were not fried, tofu, pad thai, um, a salad with carrot ginger dressing, eggplant dish with garlic, um, and a variety of, you know, good Thai food that everybody got filled up on uh, and some rice. We were happy to be joined by our registered dietitian, Addie Delaney Meinrich, and my grandson, Caleb, who was happy to entertain the crew uh, while we waited for our dinner and happy to be entertained by our crew while we waited for dinner. I think um, a lot of people were surprised to see Caleb put down um, almost a block of tofu on his own and pad thai noodles and lettuce and the carrot ginger dressing. So it's nice to see a toddler that loves to eat vegetables. So we had ages two and a half through 87 at the dinner table uh, on Saturday evening. College kids, middle-aged kids, older kids. Um, we had great fun meeting each other. Most of my members had not met each other until the Saturday night. Um, so it was nice to meet. And I had not met a couple of people in person uh, until Saturday night. So it was nice to get together and finally meet people face to face. We had a great time. It was nice and relaxed. And then everybody went uh, to their respective hotels uh, to await the race start. Michael and I decided to run to the start of the race from our hotel, which is about 2.3 miles, um, and it turned out to be a great run, all on sidewalks, over a bridge, nice, moonlit 
area and um, see some boats. And it was just really quiet, except for the cars that were going to the marathon. Gary Patansu also walked to the marathon from his hotel. So we all met at the um, start and finish line uh, to, again, get ready and cheer each other on. The half marathon, I'm sorry, the whole marathon went on at 6, and the half marathon went off at 6.15. Again, you know, it's just such a nice morning. You know, we're there at 5 o'clock in the morning. Everybody's happy. Nobody's complaining. It's a little bit on the warm side, about 70 degrees, but we're all happy uh, to be there. Erica came from Michigan in a blizzard, so she was particularly happy about being warm, um, at least at the start. But none of us had seen 90-degree temperatures um, since last summer, so none of us were acclimated to the heat and the humidity. It's not been humid here in Florida um, until, you know, the last um, couple of days, and certainly we hadn't had any 90-degree weather. That can pose a big problem um, for, for running, especially, you know, if you're not accustomed to it. Um, you get thirsty, you know, if you, you need to drink to thirst, but if you overdrink, uh, there's always the fear of hyponatremia, cramping. Um, you know, what kind of food are you going to take in? The hotter it is, the more blood is diverted to your skin and away from your GI tract, so it makes it harder to take in calories and not get a sloshy belly. So these are things that our first-time marathoner and a half marathoners weren't quite ready to experience perhaps, but sometimes um, ignorance is blessed and a little, bit of, a little bit of the instances anyway. But I can safely say that all of our runners, including myself, were out of our comfort zone starting the race. Our repeat marathon and half marathon runners were hoping to best their times a little bit. Um, but again, um, Despite training, the heat can, you know, change those outcomes pretty quick. And, um, you know, most of our paces slowed down because of just how hot it was. So we went to the start line, and Dick Willard took off uh, for his second marathon. Um, secretly, he was hoping to be about 30 minutes faster this time. And the plan was that we would run, Michael and I would run the half marathon with Nanette and David and Jan, and then we would break off and catch Dick on the turnaround. But Dick was pretty fast this year, and uh, at 80 years young, it took us to about mile 21, 2021, to actually catch up with him. And just to kind of reiterate, Dick was on the podcast last year, but when he was a child, he had a compound fracture of his femur. He went on to play sports, despite most of his doctors saying that he'll never hardly walk right again, let alone play sports. He and his wife sailed across the Atlantic in a sailboat. He later developed colon cancer after being plant-based for a couple of years and had multiple surgeries to get that under control. He had an abdominal aortic aneurysm repaired and then ran his first marathon. Since that time, he had a little complication from the uh, stent and actually had a popliteal blood clot uh, that he ate greens and cured with collateral circulation and didn't miss much of a beat with his training. So he was off a month or so till we got that under control. Never once did he say he's going to hang up his shoes. Never once did he complain about any of those ailments. Um, he just forged ahead. So to say Dick was 
is tougher than nails starting the race is a very accurate statement. As a matter of fact, I've never seen um, someone with such a positive mental attitude. His training after he got the blood flow issue under control continue, consisted of several 20-mile races, or several 20-mile runs or walks. Uh, he would walk 9 to 13 miles during the week um, on several of his walks. He preferred to eat real food, so he carried fig bars and uh, liked to drink lemonade and water. He and Kathy are quite, I guess, were quite the sailing duo, uh, and now they're quite the marathon duo. She met Dick at the turnaround at mile 17 with ice uh, and some more lemonade. Um, I have to say that the Treasure Coast Marathon uh, support crew really have not got their act together um, when it comes to their hydration tables. Um, there was not any ice until the last probably 10 miles. The last two aid stations uh, were completely devoid of people. Water was left, no ice, and a few oranges. So thank goodness Kathy was there at 17, and she hip-topped around um, some of the aid stations and was able to get us some ice um, and uh, even waited for us and gave me my rocket fuel Coca-Cola that I like uh, during a marathon. So really appreciative of, her, appreciative of her help. She also had ice with cold towels that we put around Dick's neck to keep the racehorse cool as he came in uh, the final stretch. But it was hot, and we were on pavement, and there wasn't any wind blowing, and um, it, it was really, really getting hot, and he actually had some cramping of his hamstrings, and so we started troubleshooting. Um, when we finally caught him, we had him uh, eat a pickle that was on an aid station um, that had been sitting out, and that didn't make him sick. Um, I gave him some of my gnarly electrolyte drink. He had some more lemonade, uh, ice around his neck, uh, we gave him two packs of soy sauce in the last four miles because soy sauce is very salty. The, we gave him the light kind, but it was still pretty salty. Push fluids. We had some Endurolites, which are some electrolyte capsules, and um, he um, got a massage from the doctor uh, on his hamstrings on the bridge going across um, the, last, uh, the last two bridges. So um, he got her done and finished with his hands in the air and a smile. We could hear Addie and Caleb cheering before we could actually see them as we were coming up the finish line. So it was a welcome sign to see the finish line. Kathy was there with her camera, um, and uh, Dick took a little time to get some ice on his back, but was up pretty quick to get photos and collect his age group first prize plaque. Erica and Ann took off ahead of us for the half marathon start, and Nanette Anne and David, Michael and I, um, took off behind them, and Nanette's pace was a 10-minute walk and 30-second run. As you can remember, Nanette was also there last year, and Nanette has a history of scarlet fever that left her with several valves um, that were leaky, and so after her half marathon last spring. She was doing pretty good, and we had, the, the plan had always been we're not going to replace something until she had symptoms. But she started to have some symptoms of heart failure, so we did a heart catheterization and found that her arteries were stone-cold normal, like that of a 16-year-old's, but the valves needed to be replaced. So she had a valve replaced and a pacemaker put in, 
And about four days later, after she had educated most of the people at Orlando Hospital on a plant-based diet and had run races around the corridors up there, she was discharged to home. A few days later, she was back on her own doing all her daily care and wasn't too much longer till she was back walking. And probably three weeks later or around that time, she was back with her Galloway Run Walk Group um, starting to train for her first 5K. So since her valve surgery in August, she's done numerous 5Ks, 10Ks. She did a half marathon in January. She did a Gasparilla 5K, and then she was ready for the start line here at Treasure Coast. She too had a goal of finishing faster than her last half marathon, but again, the weather was a lot hotter, and uh, it kind of took its toll on us as we um, came through some of the really hot lack of any kind of breeze exposed areas. But she made it with a smile across the finish line, waving to all of her fans. Of course, she won her age group. And I will post uh, her dance on the podium. Um, so Nanette not only is a great half marathon runner, but she still has the moves uh, if you need any dance lessons. And just to go back a little bit, when she had her surgery, uh, she educated the people at the hospital on plant-based nutrition, as I'd said before, but she never skipped a beat eating plant-based. So just because they didn't know what they were doing didn't mean that she was going to not eat plant-based. Um, her daughter had her, brought her food in. Uh, when she got home, uh, people helped her uh, with preparing plant-based food, and she never dropped a beat. And I do believe that's why she healed without one she had not one setback after her surgery. And I got to say, most people at her age that would have valve replacement probably would never get back to the function that they were before, let alone the function that Nanette was before. Her friend Jan also won her age group in the 70-year-old category. And she is an accomplished marathoner, ultra-marathoner, and triathlete in her own regard. Last year, Erica shared her breast cancer journey story and has been doing quite well. Uh, she had a setback in her training uh, for uh, some surgery related to, related to breast cancer recurrence prevention, um, but really has never dropped a beat since last March, half marathon. She has the marathon bug. She's done numerous 5Ks, 10Ks, and um, last year at the beginning of the race, her husband did a pinky swear that this year he would run the half marathon with her, and he kept his promise. He has lost weight, and he and his daughter ran, and uh, their other daughter ran, ended up running with Erica, and so Erica took off, her daughter caught up, and they breezed through the finish and did quite well. Um, Michael and his daughter ran by us, and we could tell that Michael was a seasoned athlete in his own regard uh, who had just take a has taken a break to raise a family. So I'm hoping that, um, well, I know for sure that after the race, um, the girls and Michael, as well as Erica, have made a pact that they're going to sign up for some more races. So it's really, really nice that a whole family gets together and joins in um, a health journey and you know can play together. It's nothing better than a family can travel together, play together, and enjoy um, you know times time spent with each other on the road. So that was really really nice to see. 
you know, it's been a wonderful example for Erica and her husband to set for their kids uh, to show them how um, they continue to be active and how they take problems and um, one step at a time face them, don't run away with them from them, take responsibility, and they're doing quite well. So I couldn't be more happy for Erica and her family, uh, for her health journey, as well as uh, their now shared love of running. We were all blessed to see Addie Delaney Meinrich um, come in, as well as Caleb, um, to support all of us for our marathon and half marathon. Addie has been to the majority of the marathons I've run over the years, and um, the story goes she's never been to Europe when there wasn't a marathon. And so it's nice now that she has her son Caleb, and he has been to several of Addie's races, half marathons and marathons, and they both came to support us for the second year, um, you know, in this, in this running adventure that we have. Addie uh, does a lot of the plans, uh, running plans for our members. Uh, she does strength workouts, and we do wellness challenges every month for our members. So she, uh, as well as, her, as being their registered dietitian, so it's nice for her to be able to spend face-to-face -face time with uh, you know, all the people that she's interacted with over um, the years. My practice has always been a family affair. Um, Addie was in the practice when she was little. Caleb is now, you know, comes in and in the practice. Of course, Addie's still in the practice. Um, but we've always treated our patients like family, and we've always expected our families to be part of the practice. And um, people have always known Addie, and of course they, they now know of Caleb, and it's accepted that family is first, and we want people to realize that their family is first. Um, and it just makes it nice to be able to share experiences um, together, especially running experiences. Sometimes I think people probably don't want to hear race reports on a plant-based wellness podcast, but the wellness aspect of this I think is, is very important. And I, I think it's important to document uh, what happens. And, the, and I like sharing my running journey with everyone because I see some of the most positive things at marathons, triathlons, ultra marathons. And I think in today's world, there's so much negativity reported, we don't report enough positivity. And you know, running is a place where people of all ages Political background, ethnic backgrounds can get together and enjoy, you know, a lot of fun and health without any pressure. It's just all about running, and that's what made the day so great. There's a podcast that I listened to about the history of ultra running, um, and it's actually History of Ultra Running by Davy Crockett. He's a real guy. And, you know, again, he, he shares the experiences of his races and uh, people regular ordinary people that run races, um, ultra marathons and, and their experiences because sometimes families don't get to see what uh, their parents or their kids are doing. They're too busy. Life gets too busy to see uh, what is special to people. And so they don't have any idea of the trials and tribulations, sacrifices, struggles, um, that, and maybe fears that, that people face. And this is a way for people to share their life uh, and, again, show that they're strong, willing to get out of their comfort zone, uh, show positivity. And I think it's a great example for 
families to share with each other and for people to share. Um, it's not all about just sitting in a doctor's office and getting a pill or a procedure. It's about getting healthy and enjoying life. And I want this podcast to reflect that anybody can do anything that they put their mind to and you don't have to be limited because of what you used to do or what you didn't do. First timers, it's never too late to start. Our next half marathon, Gary Patansu, uh, again, was a seasoned triathlete, endurance athlete um, that took off time for a career and family and um, developed a weight problem and followed by health problems. And he's the uh, under, he's had a bypass surgery and uh, some other medical issues and finally decided to go plant-based and he's lost over 50 pounds and he started running and walking again. And a lot of times when he's training, he walks with his little dog, uh, uh, Jack and Jax. And um, sometimes he carries Jax in a backpack. So Gary just carried his backpack without Jax in it. Jax was at doggy daycare, but he's used to carrying his back. So he, so he carried his backpack with all the stuff he needed for the race to the race uh, and walked the 13.1 miles. And he had had a setback with um, Hurricane Ian, had destroyed his home. Uh, and he had to take a little time off to get resettled, but he's back at it and back walking and showed up and did a great job. Sometimes people don't live in a community of like-minded individuals, but when they have the opportunity to be with a community, be in a community of like-minded individuals, um, it really makes it nice. And it's not that easy to find a group of 60, 70 year olds that are running and enjoying active times together. So um, we were glad to let everybody share it. So Gary was kind of a baby in the bunch, you know, when uh, you look at some of the other uh, members of the practice that are running. So he's got his work cut out to keep, keep up with everybody now. Never did I hear on Sunday or Saturday night any excuses of why something might not work or aches or pains or complaints. It was just all positive. It's, you know, for a physician to, ha to experience this, I can't tell you how happy it makes me. David Rodriguez uh, joined us for his first half marathon, and he probably only has six weeks of training under his belt. Um, David has diabetes and is a cyclist and um, was training for a 100-mile century ride and had a couple crashes and hurt his shoulder and had setbacks. And it just um, kind of met up with Nanette and Dick on Facebook and decided that he wanted to run the half marathon. So he started a training program, walking, um, and then had another major setback and that his daughter became ill. And I didn't think David was going to come to the race, and I certainly understood that he wanted to be with his family, but his courageous daughter said, no, Dad, I want you to go run the half marathon, and I want you to go run it for me. So I would have to say that David was the most gets the most courageous award, the courage of a lion to show his place and his family that he is the patriarch, and he is strong, and he is willing to... Um, Step foot on a half marathon course with little to no training to complete a task that he knows that he has to do. He proved to himself that he was stronger than he thinks he is and demonstrated that he has the courage to face whatever they need to face in the upcoming months. David has a community in this practice and we'll all be pulling for him and supporting him and 
channeling all our positive mental energies so that he and his family can reach ultimate health and wellness. So despite temperatures of 90 degrees, little to no breeze, no heat acclimation, everybody made it to the finish line smiling and happy and ready to take on more challenges. So what could be better? It's funny, on the weekends I used to make rounds at the hospital after I would go for a run. Uh, I never thought that I'd just get to go for a run with my, with my members. It's the perfect way to practice medicine. So after the race, we had some bagels, but what really does the trick for us is a giant bowl of fruit. So we had watermelon, mango, and uh, dragon fruit, and raspberries, and papaya. Um, that really uh, results in rapid recovery. When you run a marathon, a half marathon, uh, you deplete your glycogen stores in your muscles. And of course, with it being 90 degrees, there's a lot of water that needs to be replaced. Actually, as you burn glycogen, you lose water through that process. So some of the dehydration comes from the actual burning of the carbohydrate from the muscles and the, and the liver. Um, and then part comes from the sweating of just trying to cool your skin. So it's a big challenge to get rehydrated and get refueled. Interestingly, that uh, studies have actually looked at post-race fueling or post-workout fueling and your body's main concern is to restore glycogen stores because our body wants to run on glucose. Our brain runs exclusively on glucose and our muscles run predominantly on glucose and most of our organs run predominantly on glucose. So we store about 2,000 calories of glucose in the form of glycogen in our muscles and about 200 calories in our liver. If you eat something after you've done a workout, the first thing that happens are those stores are replenished. Fat is a back burner. Um, it, it, there's a slow burn going on. It maintains us overnight. But if you don't have glucose or you don't have glycogen to break down, your body will break down protein to generate some glucose for your brain. And this um, most recent American College of Cardiology meeting um, they were able to look at what happens in a ketogenic diet. So when people are eating predominantly fat, lower protein, and almost no carbohydrates, maybe 200 grams a day, they increase their cholesterol markedly. They increase the bad cholesterol, the LDL markedly. C-reactive protein, which is an inflammatory marker, increases dramatically. And TMAO, which is an inflammatory uh, protein made by bacteria in the colon increases dramatically. These three form a trifecta to increase the risk of cardiovascular disease and acute cardiovascular events such as heart attacks. So people on a ketogenic diet are really playing with fire uh, when it comes to initiating all the risk factors associated with high inflammation, high lipids um, to, cause, to cause problems down the road. So if somebody, you know, touts at you, you know, why not a keto diet or they lose weight on a keto diet, fine, you can lose weight on a ketogenic diet, you can lose weight on cocaine or chemotherapy, but it doesn't necessarily make you healthy. So we're not about being skinny, we're about being a normal body mass index, but more than that, we're about maintaining cellular function, maintaining mitochondrial function, uh, maintaining a low metabolic waste, and 
choosing a microbiome through, through what we eat by eating a high-fiber plant-based diet that we don't generate TMAO, which is an inflammatory protein. We don't in, in, uh, have a high acidity in our system that is very toxic and inflammatory. So those are the predominant reasons to eat a plant-based diet. Um, I had very little soreness after our race. Um, running at Nanette's pace, we ran you know, with Nanette, ran walked, and then we picked up the pace for, um, I guess, 9 to 20, so about 10 miles uh, to catch Dick, and then, um, then you know, pretty much race-walked it in. My heart rate stayed low, so that was a reason that I could continue to burn carbohydrate. I took in predominantly um, liquid carbohydrates during uh, this past race because of the heat. So I used an electrolyte solution called Gnarly and Tailwind that, um, that has um, electrolytes and, and sodium as well as glucose. Um, and so that was my calorie source as well as my electrolyte source. I had a couple gels, which are um, a combination. I like the Huma gels, which are, have some chia seeds, which are omega-3 fatty acids, which are the good kind, anti-inflammatory, anti-clotting. Uh, but then they're predominantly a, a form of, of glucose. And, um, and then I had a bonk bar uh, early on and a banana. So that was my fueling for the, for the race. And then afterwards, again... Um, a bagel and a big giant bowl of fruit. So uh, I recovered very quickly. I, I took off Monday because I could and started running again on Tuesday. So my next race is uh, Michael and I'll be running the Brazos Bend 50 mile race uh, the first weekend in April. And uh, I guess first of April, uh, April Fool's Day. Well, I guess that's pretty, um, pretty fitting. Um, but that'll be our next race, which will be a hot one. So it was nice to practice and acclimate in the heat. Um, so it was, all, it was all good. I like to take it in the gnarly. Um, again, I do not drink sodas except um, during a race. And I did have Coca-Cola, caffeine, sugar, and, you know, some poisons along there uh, with that Coca-Cola, that uh, other stuff in there that nobody knows. But... Um, does give me a boost and it, um, um, you know, lets me keep going. It's a good way to hydrate and I don't get sick of the taste. Sometimes the gels, I, uh, I don't tolerate very, very much, but the liquid calories went in good and I absorbed them and didn't have any stomach issues. I was, uh, really afraid that, you know, with Dick, we were throwing everything at him that he was going to have some stomach issues. So he's proved that he has a GI tract that's pretty resilient, uh, despite it all. So that was really good. I think uh, Nanette had a Cliff Bar, and she had water and some gels. Um, I believe David had some Cliff Block Chews. Uh, Michael had some gels and gnarly. Um, so uh, we all did good from a GI standpoint. I think we all kept pretty hydrated. Uh, you know, it took its toll. We're a little dehydrated, but nobody got sick. We didn't pass a couple girls that weren't prepared that, uh, you know, got sick because of the heat, um, but we did not experience any of that. Um, you know, uh, Stuart Marathon and the Treasure Coast Marathon is a beautiful, beautiful run, but I do believe that their aid stations lack a lot uh, when it comes to uh, being prepared. Um, one thing they could learn from ultra marathons, ultra marathon aid stations are just smorgasbords of help. So they usually have people that are runners manning them. 
so they know what to expect if a runner comes by and what they might need. Uh, they're very helpful. Um, you know, local races most of the time rely on local volunteers. So most of the volunteers at this race were high school kids trying to get some service hours. They were just putting in their time. And, uh, and of course, we were, you know, in the last five people to come through. So, you know, they've pretty much given up that nobody else is coming. They left the water there. Um, but um, to me, poor form. So I will give them a D on uh, their, their aid stations. Um, but the course is definitely, um, you know, a five-star course as far as beauty goes. Maybe four stars given the heat. So I'm not sure what we'll do next year. We'll have to have the group vote on uh, what race we do. But nevertheless, I think we have a lot of new friends, uh, people that have connected, um, that'll be friends forever. We've made a lot of memories, and it's uh, pretty cool. I am quite sure that there was no one in our group that decided after it was over that this was a bad thing to do, and they would never do it again. It was just quite the opposite. So if you want a positive experience, if you want to increase your health span, wellness, meet people like-minded, check out our practice, drdelaney.com is D-O-C-T-O-R-D-U-L-A-N-E-Y. Uh, we'd love to help you start a health practice, which whatever it involves, but um, running, running is a great way to start. Um, getting outside, can't stress it enough. Uh, we have a full-time registered dietitian um, that's also an exercise physiologist that can uh, help you with your workouts as well as your nutrition. We want people to be active and healthy um, till the last day they take a breath. And that's our goal, and we hope that health span is very, very long. You can email me with questions at jamie at drdelaney.com, J-A-M-I at drdelaney.com. Love to hear from you. Thank you always for listening. See you next week.